Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the Mana community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. Also join us on the go with our Spotify podcast for continuous listening of God's motivation. David just received the covenant promise from God in part two. This is part three, by the way which was a tremendous blessing, not only for David, but even through his children. And I want you to read how David thanks God for the blessing, because you and I many times take gifts and blessings from God for granted. Here's how to say thank you to God the right way. Read along with me on the screen. Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Yet, This was very insignificant in your eyes, O Lord God. For you have spoken also of your servant's house in the distant future. And this is the law and custom of man, O Lord God. What more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your word and in accordance with your own ear, you have done all the great and astounding things to let your servant know Therefore, you are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. What one nation on earth is like your people Israel, whom God went to redeem for himself as a people and to make a name for himself, and to do great and awesome things for yourself and for your land before your people, whom you have redeemed for yourself, your people Israel, as your people forever. And you, O Lord, have become their God. David enjoyed many, like many victories, made a name for himself. Listen to this. He defeated the Philistines and took control of their capital city. He defeated Moab, Hadadezer, the son of Rahul, king of Zobah. David captured 1,700 horsemen, and 20,000 soldiers. And then, when the Syrians of Damascus came to help, David struck down 22,000 Arameans. Your Bible even records him killing 18,000 Syrians in the Valley of Salt. The Lord helped David wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel and continues to administer justice and righteousness for all his people. Now here's a good time to look in the mirror, saints. Brothers and sisters, sometimes when all you and I experience is success over things we control, we start to think we can control everyone and everything around us. But slow down there. That is exactly what the enemy wants you to think. So far, David is portrayed as somewhat of a perfect person, but in truth, David also has the same issues you and I experience on a daily basis. David, just like us, is about to fall short, and I mean way short, of the glory of God. Here it comes. It happened in the spring, during the time when kings went out to battle. David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all the fighting men of Israel, and destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But this time, David stayed in Jerusalem. One evening, David decided to walk on the flat roof of the palace, and from where he was standing, he saw a woman bathing, and she was beautiful and gorgeous. So David sent word and asked about the woman, and someone told him her name 
was Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David sent messengers to bring her to the palace. He laid with her, and when she was purified from her uncleanliness, she went back home. She got pregnant, and she told David. You see, David, even David, fell for the same trick that Adam and Eve fell for, the same thing you and I fall for in our daily lives. We gravitate towards evil. We desire to make the wrong decision as long as we get something out of it, regardless of what type of sin it is. We are David. We need to see things clearly about the choices we make, the things that we do. This is our fallen nature, and this is what Jesus came to save. Now David is in trouble, and like you and I, he tries to come up with a plan to get out of it. Here's what he does. Get this. David tells Uriah to go home and relax because of all his hard work, but a surprise was awaiting him there. But some servants told David Uriah never went home. Instead, he was sleeping at the entrance of the king's palace and never received the awaiting surprise. So David tells Uriah again, Uriah, go home. But Uriah, being the loyal soldier he was, he felt bad for going home and leaving King David unprotected. Another unsuccessful plan, David offered him to stay in Jerusalem, invited him to dinner, and ate and drank with him. That evening, Uriah went to bed but still didn't go home. David, running out of options, all previous plans had fallen through, he committed one of the greatest sins recorded in the Bible. Here goes. In the morning, David wrote a letter that went with Uriah. Here's what it said. Put Uriah in the front line of the heaviest fighting and leave him, so that he may be struck down and die. So it was done. Uriah, amongst other soldiers, was killed in battle. When Bathsheba heard her husband Uriah died, she mourned for her husband. And when the time of mourning was past, David sent word and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. Listen, saints, this was David, a man after God's own heart. When you and I try to cover up our sin, it takes more sin to do so. It takes lies. And in this case, it even went as far as murder. The best thing to do, be honest. Confess your sins and repent before God. You've heard the saying, the truth will set you free. Lies and sin, brothers and sisters, leads to death. In comes Nathan, the prophet, sent by God to David to tell him the most peculiar story. I'll put it on the screen and pay attention, and you'll see the story behind the story. Here's what Nathan said. There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, 
As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. Now immediately when Nathan told David it was he who was evil, David's eyes opened to the truth of his sins, and he repented. In this he wrote a prayer. You and I know it as Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict, and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now I wanted to share this prayer with you, as I find this prayer useful even when I have sinned. It's a good thing to come to God and ask His forgiveness and ask that His Holy Spirit would fill you and create within you a clean heart. And He will do so. You will become more sensitive to sin and God will set you free. All we need to do is reach out to Him and never let go of the truth that is Him. Although David sinned, God remained faithful to his promise to David that his descendants' kingdom would be one that lasts forever. And his descendants' name? Jesus. His kingdom and all who believe in him are part of this kingdom that will come to fruition when he returns for a second time. Brothers and sisters, I appreciate you and the Mana community walking with me throughout this three-part series of the story of David. May you be blessed in all that you do today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.